Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and I'm here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. All right, so we are the last week of June. I am so excited about today's episode because it has one of my great uh, friends that I've actually developed through this podcast, Mr. Sean Kosofsky, is um, on the podcast, and he is talking about something so exciting and something I don't think we cover enough in this podcast, so I'm so excited that he was able to come on the podcast and to talk about this. Dun, dun, dun. Facebook fundraisers. All right, before you roll your eyes, he <laughs> you're like, not another thing to do. I'm telling you, do this, all right? Please, please, please do this for your nonprofit, and then let me know what kind of infusion of cash you quickly got. All right, the steps he talks about today are very simple, something very doable, and it's something that you don't have to wait until Giving Tuesday to do. You can do it now, and you can make some quick cash of unrestri unrestricted funds to your nonprofit immediately, gain some buzz and momentum, and you don't have to have a huge time-consuming strategy where you hire out a million different graphic designers and all of that. It is a very simple technique. So even you consultants out there that want to help your nonprofits do something a little different than just grant writing to get more funding, listen to today's podcast episode, Mr. Sean. All right, so um, before I, I introduce Sean, I also want to let you know it is our final week of our June grant party. That's right, we are having so much fun this month um, and we just have a couple more days basically to kick off this party or to actually settle it down <laughs> I should say um, but what can you get for the rest of the month well you can save $200 on my nonprofit strategic planning master course um, so the discount ends on June 30th which is just tomorrow um, and we also have the doors to my grant professional mentorship are closing so that is a monthly mentorship um, where you get monthly master classes a monthly zoom group coaching call accountability call with me um, and the other people in the mentorship which is so much fun and they are just so amazing so from being able to win grants to be able to get clients all of the fun things that we celebrate every single month and even their struggles right um, that they're having in their businesses and they really want to get more information on how to move forward how to overcome these challenges um, it's really cool to see how the group works together. Um, so if you want to join this mentorship, which is, is somewhat, somewhat like a mastermind, you guys, um, definitely join now because the doors for the rest of 2021 close June 30th. All right, guys, so definitely check out grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 177 for all of the great resources from today's podcast episode, as well as, as our final days of our sale. All right, guys, so um, what, who's Sean? Well, if you listen to Sean before he's actually come on the podcast a couple of times um so much fun he is always one of he's always like super popular when he's on this podcast we always get so many downloads and plays and I do not think that this episode is going to be any different than that we're definitely get a lot of downloads a lot of plays share this with your friends share it with your nonprofit friends with your um consultant friends all of that because 
What he's talking about today, as I mentioned, this Facebook fundraiser is so simple and effective. So who is Sean? Sean Kosofsky is a nonprofit fixer. He has worked in nonprofits for more than 27 years, including as executive director for five organizations. He has worked in policy, communications, grassroots advocacy, direct service, and more. He has raised millions of dollars for causes, candidates, and campaigns. He is absolutely amazing. He's an advocate on climate justice, LGBTQ equality, reproductive justice, voting access, bullying prevention, and more. He offers coaching, consulting, training, and free tools at his website, nonprofitfixer.com. But you can definitely check out all the resources today at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash one seven seven. All right, guys, I know you guys are ready to get into today's episode with Sean about Facebook fundraisers. Here we go. Sean, I have you back on the show, and I think you're the one who's been, well, you and Dr. Bev have been on my show the most, <laughs> so I love it. I love bringing you back on. This is your third go on the show in the last few years, and I'm super, super excited to have you back on the show, so welcome. Thank you. It's always exciting to see you uh, and always excited to be back on the podcast because it is a great opportunity to just gossip and talk and catch up and nerd out on nonprofit stuff. I know. It's so exciting. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So if you haven't heard him before, this is Mr. Sean Kosofsky of the Nonprofit Fixer. He is also with uh, Mind the Gap Consulting and just absolutely amazing on nonprofit. You're also an ED, so you're an executive director at a nonprofit and you have your own consultancy. So you've been in the trenches for 25 plus years. You understand the ins and outs and the struggles and challenges and successes that nonprofit executive directors can have. Um, and you just always um, are so willing to come back on the show to share your experience. So yay, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes, and you did say too, I'm really excited. You have a trip coming up to Hawaii, so that's exciting. Yeah, super excited. We leave Saturday and it will be gone for a week. It'll be really beautiful. It'll be a nice time to kind of get away, but I, I think I'll still be probably nerding out on nonprofit stuff while I'm gone uh, for my business and, uh, uh, you know, just uh, really probably catching up on a few books about uh, insider things in the, in the, in the, in the uh, industry, so. Nice. Yes, absolutely. So super exciting. Yeah. I love that you took the time to come on today because um, one of the things that a lot of you guys out there, a lot of you listeners and viewers have been asking about is more stuff on fundraising and specifically, especially in our new normal of pandemic, post pandemic or pandemic, um, you know, we are all on digital, right? So digital fundraising, um, a lot of the traditional galas. Now that's kind of starting back up again, which is fantastic. Um, but there's still been a pivot from in-person fundraising to online fundraising um, and to really figuring it out. It's been a huge learning curve for a lot of nonprofits and a lot of nonprofits, you know, quite honestly just said, you know, it's not worth it. I'm just gonna, you know, kind of pull back from now and not kind of get into this because it's really overwhelming. Um, but we just kind of wanted to pull back the curtain a little bit for you guys out there who might be struggling with fundraising online or who may be thinking about it. And Sean's willing to share some of that. And you also run a course eight expert tips for raising 10,000 K plus using Facebook uh, fundraising. So that's fantastic that you actually have built out a course. You already have all the tools in place and you're going to share some of those tips with us today. <laughs> so I'm excited. Yay. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's interesting because 
even before COVID, we of course had people using peer-to-peer -peer platforms of all the online fundraising. Peer-to-peer -peer is one of the most popular, most successful. And what we're gonna talk about today, there are it's almost too good to be true because it's a totally new revenue stream for a lot of nonprofits. There's no fees. There's a huge audience that you don't need to build. They're already there and other people are doing the fundraising for you. It's like a perfect sort of mixture for a lot of organizations, especially small organizations, but this really does work for everyone. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. All right. So let's get into it today. So can you just, okay, first off, before we even go into talking about strategies and techniques and all of that fun stuff, just the, the word peer to peer that might throw people off going, what exactly does that even mean? Can you kind of speak on that a little bit? Yeah. So lots of people have different definitions of peer to peer, but essentially how I think of peer to peer is instead of a blast coming out from headquarters of a nonprofit, it's like people sharing with the people they already know. Right. So uh, there's crowdfunding, there's peer to peer, different ways of talking about this and without getting too much in the weeds, essentially peer to peer is when someone decides to reach out to their own network using some kind of software. Um, and there's another term we use for this in organizing called relational organizing, which is that we're more likely to, to do something if someone we know asks us to. So activation rates, yes rates, conversion rates are way higher because we are being asked not by headquarters from Sierra Club or Planned Parenthood or whoever, but instead our friend might pass on the same call to action to me or fundraising call to action to me. I'm way more likely to do it because people give to people. That's one of the fundamental things about fundraising, right? I, I'm going to give to you because my friend asks me to, right? That's part of the, the whole thing. So with Facebook fundraisers, um, it, they have mastered this. No other social media platform has been able to make fundraising work other than Facebook in, in a really, really big way. Billions and billions of dollars raised for nonprofits. They've unlocked the secret sauce here basically. And uh, so with peer-to-peer, -peer, you're basically saying that any nonprofit can use its Facebook page to ask its followers to go run fundraisers to their own friends, right? So you're asking your own friends to give money to this cause. So mm -hmm. that's basically what they are. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. And yeah, I've seen a lot. So um, people might be beginning to say, aha, uh -huh, right? Um, because if you're on Facebook, you've probably seen some of these things, or you've probably been asked to donate, or I love the ones that are like, um, it's my birthday. And instead of asking for something, they're like, can you um, give to this cause that I believe in? So I love those birthday fundraisers. I think they do really well on Facebook. And I think Facebook um, also, it just, it gives you the technical um, platform that you don't have to build, like you said. So all of a sudden you can create an event like in a couple of minutes, right? That you can then share. So you can get all the functions of the donate button, all of the things in the right place. It's all organized and there's a template there, right? So can you kind right. of speak to that a little bit? Like, okay, um, if somebody is going to have a fundraiser, like how is it so, so easy to use? Right. So this is only allowed in some countries. Uh, so you definitely want to check to see if Facebook fundraisers are allowed in your country. But in the United States, of course, you can do this. And you need to have a Facebook page and your Facebook page needs to be set up so that you can get a donate button. And so not everyone has this. So you'll have to go through the setup, like the page settings and say that you're a nonprofit and then you'll you'll try to turn on this functionality and you'll be asked to submit some banking information just to prove you are who you say you are. You can use Facebook fundraisers to fundraise for individuals. So if I have medical expenses or if I've got college debt or there's been an accident, I can fundraise for myself as an individual, but then there are fees. If you fundraise for a 501c3 nonprofit, you can just use your Facebook page as the main platform. And then you fill out this paperwork. The donate button comes on as one of your blue button options on the page. And once that blue button appears, 
or is enabled, you then have all of these different magic powers on your Facebook page. Mm -hmm. For example, um, anyone who tags your nonprofit in a post. So if I love uh, the River Keepers, right? And I tag River Keepers New Jersey in a post, it's a, a button's gonna come up saying, do you wanna make this a fun fundraising post, mm -hmm. right? So then all of a sudden, I'm any post that I tag a nonprofit on becomes a fundraising engine, right? A call to action, which is really powerful. On the birthday thing you just mentioned, for example, Facebook pings everyone 15, 14 days before their birthday to invite them to run a Facebook fundraiser. Mm -hmm. So as a charity, you could reach out to them 15 days before their birthday and say, hey, in a couple of days, Facebook is going to ask you to run a Facebook fundraiser. Can you do it for us? Mm -hmm. Just go to our page, click this button. So that's a great no, year-round way to raise money by telling your followers, choose us for your birthday, right? Mm -hmm. You might need to get your, your donors birthday. If you don't know your donors' birth dates, you could send out just emails throughout the year asking people to click on a button mm -hmm. tagging their own record as what their birthday month is, right? Mm -hmm. So like, hey, let us know what your birthday month is. And then in advance of that month, you just ask them, hey, run a fundraiser for us. Here are the instructions. And so in the course that I offer, we give away the infographics for people on how to actually do that piece of the Facebook fundraising. Um, but yeah, basically you just use your Facebook page. It's super simple and people go in there and they, they pick the cause and then it just immediately auto-populates everything. It names the fundraiser. It gives you a, a choice number of dates, uh, $200 default fundraising goal. And then you just click it and bam, it's up and running and people can see it. Oh, I love that. I love the functionality too of, I mean, that's so smart. I love that you have that in your course because not only is it good to know um, to get that information so you can ask people, hey, can you, for your birthday, can you have people direct people to us, you know, for fundraising, but it's nice to know your donor's birthday. So you can also send them a happy birthday, like message or something right on Facebook. So it's also a good thing just to keep up with that. Um, so the, those are great things. And it's so easy. So the, the person whose birthday it is, they don't have that type of Facebook page with a donate button potentially, right? Probably, right? So they can just, once they're asked to donate to the nonprofit who does have that kind of page built out with the button, that's all they need to do, right? Is direct them there. Yeah, there's two ways. There's multiple ways to create a Facebook fundraiser. You could just go to facebook.com slash fundraisers and search for a nonprofit. And then you can just run a fundraiser by creating one there. Or like, let's say you don't even know who you want to raise money for right now. Like a, you just heard there's a disaster, like a, like a hurricane that hit some area, right? You don't know who to raise money for yet, but you just go in there and you can just pick some group doing that. Or you can say, I already know exactly which organization, Riverkeepers, New Jersey, let's say, I'm just inventing that. Mm -hmm. um, you can go right to their Facebook page and there will be a fundraiser tab and you can say, click on the fundraiser tab and it'll say, start raising money. And you just go from there. So there's a couple different ways to sort of like go in and do that. And once that page is created, there's a couple tips. And in my course, I give like the eight tips for how you can actually raise real money using these things. A lot of people start these and then raise nothing or they use it wrong. And so they don't, they just let it sit there and it, it doesn't just magically make money for itself. You have to use actual engagement tactics to raise real money. Um, but yeah, so those are some of the different ways you can kind of go in and create this. And the organization, it's really clear that people know this. A nonprofit does not need any Facebook followers. Mm -hmm. Any, you can have zero because you're not raising money from your own followers. You're raising money from your people's friends, mm -hmm. right? So if Steve is raising money for Planned Parenthood, Steve's asking money from his friends, right? right. So finding your people throughout the year who have 500, 1,000, 1,500 friends or more and mm -hmm. keep them on a list. And, and if they're really engaged, 
invite them to actually run a Facebook fundraiser around Giving Tuesday or some other time during the year. Oh, I love that. So it's it's a really um, easy way to engage your donors somewhat like an influencer, micro-influencers. So really like, you know, we hear that a lot, like find influencers because if they take a picture of your thing or whatever your cause, then you're going to get a lot of, but it's hard to kind of engage influencers that are you don't know, that you don't have a relationship, but you could think of these are, these are my donors. They already believe in what I do. So I'm just going to reach out to them to act as influencers then. Is that kind of the strategy? Yeah. Yeah, I think influencers as a term has gotten a, a bad name. I think that influencers is certainly one of them, but you want to find your connectors, people yeah. that have just broad audiences. Like I have like 3,400 friends on Facebook. I wouldn't think I'm an influencer, but I think I'm a connector. I have a large group of people that see my posts, right? Yeah. So, but I would never call myself an influencer. So, um, but if someone said, hey, would you run a, a Facebook fundraiser? Because I've got like 3,500 friends, I can raise my goal pretty fast usually right. because I have a large audience and I have to invite them all. It's time consuming, but like it, you can do it. So uh, yeah, so throughout the year, you'll want to do that. And one other powerful thing about Facebook fundraisers is it has unlocked a way for people to be involved with nonprofits when they're geographically not close. Mm -hmm. So if someone was very close with your group in Detroit and now they've moved to California, they might say, oh, now I can no longer be active with that group in Detroit. The group in Detroit could say, no, you can absolutely run Facebook fundraisers for us from anywhere. You don't have to be nearby. And because of COVID, because of distancing, there's a whole new way that you can engage anyone who comes to your website. And, and when you say, here are the ways to get involved, a fundamental one could be run a Facebook fundraiser. Oh, I love that. I love that. And okay, so what do you recommend then as far as, do you have any recommendations for as far as when a nonprofit's putting together their, their kind of fundraiser plan? So, you know, they're kind of like, okay, this sounds great, but right now we don't really have anything on the table. Do we need to create like an event that we need to raise money for? Can it just be in general or like what kind of works? You know, what do you feel like now let's get in the nitty gritty more of like, all right, we have this idea. Now, how do we make it happen and roll it out? So some nonprofits do hire me to sort of help them with this sort of stuff, but you don't really need to hire anyone. You do need a couple hours to sort of figure out if you're going to go big with Facebook, it will pay off. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can just in a couple hours set up your strategy for the year. So one is just the birthday strategy, right? Mm -hmm. Figuring out how do we identify <clears throat> birthdays of our users. And let's just say you ultimately don't decide to do that. You just regularly throughout the year, tell people just, I don't know when your birthday is, but please use like in every email or at the bottom, it could say, whenever it's your birthday, please choose us. Right. Mm -hmm. That's one part of the birthday strategy. If you have a social media person in any way, shape or form working with you, you could encourage them to encourage people to tag the nonprofit in your posts, right. That in their posts. So if folks are really engaged with your Facebook organization, um, Facebook page, they can create a post and then tag the, the um, organization and then it creates a donate button. The other part of the strategy is to do what I call a Facebook fundraiser campaign. And that's when you line up 15 Facebook fundraiser people to do it all at the same time. <clears throat> and I've had a number of nonprofits raise 25,000 in 25 days simply by having 15 people raising money all at the same time. The energy is up. People are all cooperating. It's really exciting, usually around Giving Tuesday, but you can do it anytime during the year. So if someone sits down at the beginning of the year, in just a couple hours, you could hatch your birthday strategy. You could also hatch 
um, a regular cadence of asking people to tag the nonprofit so that a donate button pops up. But the gold standard, I think, is actually saying for two weeks around Giving Tuesday, I'm going to find 15 people who are going to run these. I'm going to share eight, Sean's eight tips with them. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to ping them every couple of days. Are you doing the eight things? Mm -hmm. So if you have 15 people running their fundraisers uh, during Giving Tuesday, what nonprofits hire me to do is to like create the sample posts and to um, uh, basically chase everyone down to make sure that they are posting. Because if you post every day, you're more likely to raise money. Mm -hmm. And so I just stay on top of people for, for two weeks and make sure they're posting. And these groups are making 10, 20, $30,000. It is fast money. It's unrestricted money. Yes. And it makes it into your bank account in 14 days. And a lot of organizations just need this cash infusion and it's super easy. Oh, I love that. I love that it's unrestricted. So obviously on Grant Rating and Funding Podcast, we talk a lot about grants and very restricted, right? So I love bringing in other experts like yourself, Sean, where you can really talk about these unrestricted funds because those are magical for nonprofits. You can use those funds for different things, right? That you have coming up just for your general operating if you need some cash, right? So these are great ways to kind of get that infusion in, which is fantastic. So they're unrestricted funds, meaning what you're, I mean, obviously if you do say on your fundraiser, we're raising money for a kennel for our animals. You want to buy that kennel, <laughs> raise that money. You can't just, you, you know what I mean? Like if you have these things in place, but at the same time, you can kind of come up with what you want the money to go for when you're communicating that. So because of that, you know, kind of a communication, and I've heard a lot from like crowdfunding experts too, to say, you know, you want to take like, I know you're saying like two weeks. So you want to have like this duration of time is what you guys kind of all say is that's the best strategy is to come up with a duration of time and to be really um, intentional with that time. Like you said, reach out to your, in, your uh, connectors, you know, have them post, et cetera. So do you want them to come up? Is it, do you see more payoff when they do come up with, we want to purchase this and we're trying to raise this much money or not purchase this or even, but that we want the money to go towards this, you know what I mean? Or, or do you feel like more general is okay as well? I don't think that the money has to be restricted. I do okay. think that your messaging, individual people who are fundraising for the nonprofit should be specific about where the money will go, okay. but it doesn't mean you need to restrict it. Okay. So I do think that when you dispatch your 15 or 20 people to go out and run fundraisers at the same time, some of them are going to say, please help pay for the life-changing helpline that this nonprofit does. Someone else could be saying, please help pay for... Uh, the fact that this organization just exists, the very fact that they're just there. Another person could say, help, help pay the rent costs for this nonprofit. Mm -hmm. So anyone in the fundraiser can say, I think my members uh, are going to want to pay for this part of it, right? Mm -hmm. So you can say the money's going to go to this and clear it with the nonprofit, right? Like, can I say the money's going to go to this? And if it's general operating, of course, it's going to go to all of it. It's fungible, yeah. right? Yeah. But in general, I do think specificity raises more money. Mm -hmm. I don't think you need to restrict it. Um, people will ask, where's the money going? And you can have something right on the website, like all Facebook fundraiser revenue is going to go toward covering our general operating, or it's all going to cover our scholarship fund, or it's all whatever. But I, I would encourage nonprofits to use the fact that most people are not giving to restrict it. They're giving because their friend asked them. Yes. So this is the pilot. I'm giving because Holly asked me to pitch in $10. I'm going to give. I don't care. I don't even know what the nonprofit does. I don't even care if Holly's a part of it. I'm going to give because people give to people. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the exciting things about Facebook fundraisers is that you don't bank on these people ever renewing. They're probably never going to renew. It is a quick cash infusion of people helping you toward a goal. It's fun. Okay. And 
that you never have to worry, oh my God, I'm not getting these people email addresses. I'll never get them to renew. Don't worry about it. People are giving to quick little $5 and $25 campaigns nowadays. And it's just a way to engage people who are casually scrolling and saying, oh, my friend needs some help. So it's actually like kind of like the lowest key chill way to raise money really quickly. Oh, I love that. So I love that kind of that pivot on looking at how that's done too. It's not like this is a term where we're going to go out, we're going to get long-term donors. We're going to, you know, set this whole thing up. Like you're saying, it's quick. You can, you know, and and I love that people to people. So really talk about that more because I think this is where a lot of nonprofits get stuck. They set up a fundraiser, right? And then they say, oh, but now I have to go ask people for money. (laughs) Kind of freak out, right? Right. And I think asking your friend face-to-face over dinner or making a phone call is pretty intimidating, right? But yeah. you're just kind of blasting your posts out. You're not tagging your friend Steve and saying, hey, everyone, look at my friend Steve. Steve, you better give $10. You're not doing that. You're you're creating a Facebook fundraiser and it has a URL just like a Facebook event. It's like an event. It's a 30-day event. So you're creating a Facebook fundraiser. It is just like an event. You have to invite people to it. So in order for them to see all your posts, you have to invite all your friends. That is the only time consuming part of these fundraisers is sitting there and inviting everyone on the first day. But after you've done that, everyone will see every post. So you'll make a lot more money and it it never fails. So you can just say, hey, everyone, I have in my course, which is like a really inexpensive course, like $15, people can get all these free tools. And one of the things I teach is that I give people uh, 30 sample posts over 30 days. So if you start running out of things to say, you can grab some of my 30 sample posts that I give for 30 day campaigns. And you can say, hey everyone, I really need to hit this goal. It would really mean a lot to me if all my friends pitched in $10, I would hit my goal for the day or whatever, right? These little posts work. And so Mm -hmm. you're not actually fundraising to your friends in a way that's like calling on them individually. You're kind of blasting it out. And that feels a lot less scary for people, Mm -hmm. but also, in a way, everyone's observing. They're all like, oh, look at Steve's fundraiser. Look at Sean's fundraiser. He's almost, he's close to his goal. Maybe I should do something, right? So it's just, it's super fun. Yeah, I love that. I love how it is just such a low hanging fruit to kind of get in the door of the ask, right? So if people are, if you guys are kind of caught up on that, this is a great way to kind of introduce, but also then you're handing it off to the your donors and your connectors and they're starting to work for you and they're asking their friends. And I like that, that a lot of times, yeah, I mean, don't overthink it, right? Because what you do, you know your mission of your nonprofit, right? So everybody out there knows they're not, they're in a nonprofit, they know that mission. And And they really believe in what they do. So let other people now kind of talk about you and how awesome you are. And then I love that just maybe my friends don't even know about your nonprofit. They might not even look at the, you know, look into your website and all that, but they're going to give because, you know, Bernie asked me to give to this and, you know, yeah, for sure. She's a great friend of mine. So I'm going to give to that. And I, so that's one of the things I teach is that you need to get out of your own head. In fundraising, you have to remember people give to people. Donors will follow people from organization to organization because mostly donors want to feel good. They give because they want to feel good and they want to have impact. And they're, they're good for a number of causes, cancer, environment, whatever, right? So people give to people. The number one reason why people say they didn't give is because they weren't asked. So what it takes is someone asking them. No one, no one invited me to give a gift toward climate change. So if someone had, like a friend, I would have given, right? So, so you, we have to be asking a lot. And during these Facebook fundraisers, you ask every day, once a day. And 
The other thing about the uh, psychology of this is that we need to get out of our own heads. You can't be the buyer and the seller. So you can't like in fundraising, you can't say, hey, Steve, can you give us $5,000? I know the economy is tough right now. You know, you're talking them right out of the gift, right? You can't right. be the buyer and the seller. Your job is to go raise the resources for your organization to go change the world. They're the donor. You're the doer. It's a handshake. It's basically a relationship. In a Facebook fundraiser, you're, you're not going to talk people out of it. You're just going to say, hey, here's this great thing I'm doing. Who wants to hop in? And people will be tempted to not invite people that they're worried about inviting. Oh, maybe I should only invite people in the state that I live because the, the charity is only in my state of Michigan. No, don't do that. You're, you have to invite every single friend. Oh, maybe I don't want to invite these people, the neighbors, because they're politically different than I am. They probably won't like this. No, don't do that. Don't be the buyer in this. Don't choose for other people what they'll give to you. The people who will give to your Facebook fundraiser will surprise you. It'll be the person, not the person you expect. It'll be the person you haven't seen since high school who follows you, who this issue really is personal for them. And they saw this and got excited or something's happening in their life right now. You will be totally surprised. Every single Facebook campaign or fundraiser I've run with someone, um, they have been completely blown away at who actually gives. And when they invited the whole list, they made a lot more money and they never regretted it. I love that. I love that. Don't be the buyer and the seller. That is so good too. Like, you know, cause that's what we do a lot of times. We're like, let me put myself in their shoes. And then let me start like, and you're like, wait, 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 no, you got to be powerful and excited about what your nonprofit is doing. And like I said, if you believe in it, then believe in it. Like people don't put yourself in both. Yeah. So I love that. They're the and donor. People, you're the are, yeah. Yeah. And people are never offended when they're mm -hmm. asked for money. People are never offended to be asked for money. They might be bothered if you call them during dinner right? But no yeah. one is offended to be invited to pitch in for something that they care about. If you ask me for a million dollars for AIDS research, I'm not going to be offended. I'm going to feel bad that I don't have a million dollars to give you. Like, I wish I did, you know, but I'm not offended. No one's offended when they're asked for money. And when people would be get that psychology out of our head, we're not asking for a favor. We're asking people to create the world they want, yes. right? You want this world where there's no pollution and no cancer and all like pitch in. So we're just asking people to do that. And when you can get the psychology uh, behind not getting in your own way, the money just starts rolling in. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So much psychology be behind fundraising. And I love Sean that you really address this, um, you know, so well. And I think that's so great because you're like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not afraid to ask for money. Like you said, and I'm not going to offend somebody if I do like we, the world needs more of you. out there. <laughs> so I love that you, you have that mindset because that's how the world is going to change. Right. Um, and the other thing to always remember is if you don't ask, it's going to automatically be a no anyways. So what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> so they're going to say, no, I can't at this time or whatever. Right. Um, but that's going to happen if you don't ask anyways. So that's what I always like to remember as well. All right. So it, these tips, so then we're going back to, okay. One more question I have about this. Cause you kind of threw around some uh, numbers. Um, as far as, is there a good amount to ask for? Like, you know, is there like, just, do, can you pitch in or is it better to say 10 bucks is $20 is a hundred dollars too much, that kind of thing. Mm. I think specificity is always better whenever you're from a psychological standpoint, mm -hmm. if you want someone to change their behavior, your kid, your student, your boss, your partner, whatever, just saying, Hey, like there's all this psychology out there, right? If you tell people go lose weight, they're not going to do it unless you, if you say go lose 10 pounds. So specificity actually helps people in knowing what the goal is, what the end point is. So if you tell everyone, 
I need to raise 1500 if everyone gave five or if everyone gave five, 15 or 25, I would hit my goal, right? Mm -hmm. So specificity does help. And you can change up your tactics and see what works. Most people on Facebook are not giving over a hundred dollars. So you're in that, you're in that like five to hundred dollar range basically because they're just fast, quick campaigns. Every now and then someone will surprise you. Like you're $200 from your goal. And you say, I need a $200 donor, someone please. Uh, and then someone will do it. You never know, you'll be surprised. So I do think that specificity in your goal, this is how campaigns run, right? There's a clear start date, clear end date, clear goal, and they have very clear asks. Uh, and you can see people, I used to live in the South and a lot of people are fearful about being direct, right? Like directness is considered rude. And, uh, and that's, I'm being you know, flip about that a little bit, but there is a lot of like, I don't want, I want to dance around the ask. I want to be polite about it, right? And so that's actually like not a best practice. Like you want to just be very clear about what you need to be successful. Uh, and if you want to run these more casually and not ask for specifics, I just believe you'll raise less and that might be fine. That might be how you want to do this. Um, but I do believe you will get more dollars if you're specific. Right. Okay. And then on the Facebook page too, can you give uh, a variety of asks? So can you say like $10, $25, uh, 25 plus, you know what I mean? Like, so they can kind of give different I ways. Don't, I don't know. I don't think you can preset the, the dollar amounts like you can on a normal fundraising page because it's, it's Facebook's platform. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. The platform is free. Facebook yeah. is free and donations are, there are no transaction fees. Zero. There is no other digital platform out there that's letting you use the platform for free and then also not charging you for gift. Yeah. It's just not. So if this giant multi-billion dollar universe hanging out on Facebook, they're all hanging out. It's like a giant database that your friends are also on also. Mm -hmm. And uh, everything's free and you get the money in 14 days with no fees and it's unrestricted. It's magic. So, but I do think that, uh, uh, I forgot even what your question was at this point, but like uh, the, the the main amount. point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like the you can't control the dollar amount gifts on the thing because it's Facebook's platform. Uh, but I think it will suggest, like Facebook will suggest a gift size based on what that person has given before. So uh, it's always wow. it's always prompting me to give sixty or seventy five. I, I don't usually give anything over fifty, but it's trying to get me just a little bit higher. So I think someone in Facebook's team is trying to nudge you towards slightly higher gifts, right? Mm -hmm. But it might start you out low, five or twenty-five, but you can just type in any amount you want. Okay. So on the page itself is where you can say if you give if we get 20 people at $15, we're going to reach this much amount. So you can kind of like put some specificity on the page itself. But when they hit the donate button, then they can give whatever. Yeah, uh, you can put some specificity on your Facebook fundraiser. Most people are not really reading the fundraiser that much. They're seeing, oh, it's Holly. Here's the charity. Here's how close to the goal she is. I think this is how the psychology is actually working. People, oh, it's my friend. She's asking for a small amount. She's got till this date. She's not quite at her goal. Go. I don't think people are reading all the stuff about the charity. I don't think that they're reading about um, all this other specifics. I, some people do that, but I really think it's a fast on the fly. Let me just pitch in and feel good about myself and say that I helped my friend. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's great. It's because um, when I've been asked to do that as well, and I'll go onto the page and it, usually it's just like, oh, I think the nonprofit is cool, but it's because so-and-so is asking me to give to it and it's her birthday or whatever. So I'm totally, yeah, I'm down with that, right? I'm going to give what 50 bucks or whatever, 25 or whatever it is. Right. So um, yeah, I think yeah. it's just such an easy thing. And then it makes you feel good. Like I always feel good. Like I'm like, oh, like I, cause I don't like Cora. She, one of my friends, she is in Hawaii and I'm on Guam 
mom and she had, she was raising money uh, for a cancer uh, nonprofit, right? Um, and cancer prevention. And it was great because I was like, I haven't seen her in years. I'm not in person to like give her a birthday present, but this is a way I can make her feel special on her birthday and kind of be that friend. You know what I mean? Like, but that's virtual. So it's really, it's a cool kind of connection. Yeah. Yeah. And people, they, this is the psychology again, people will be like, oh my God, I've already asked five times this week. People are going to get so annoyed with me. One, don't think that everyone sees all your posts. Right. They're not, they're busy. They yeah. might've seen none of your posts too. They may have seen them all, but they were just really busy. And then on Saturday, bam, they're just scrolling around watching the game and see, oh, that's right. Oh my God, I totally forgot to give to Holly's fundraiser this week. She's been asking all week. So in our heads, we're thinking, oh, we're asking too much. In their heads, they're like, please ask again. I, to- I need that reminder, yes. right? So it's just, yeah. it's, that's totally the psychology of fundraising. I love that. And I, I love that it can become multiple people's fundraisers. So one nonprofit is saying, Hey guys, can all of you followers, can you go out and send out, you know, ask for your, fr- from your friends about this. All of a sudden it's not, really not going to be that nonprofit's fundraiser. It's going to be all of their, their <laughs> donors fundraisers. You know what I mean? So, right. because it's like, they're going to connect with their friends and their friends are going to be like, Oh, it's so-and-so asking me not the nonprofit, but that friend, right. Who's the donor or whatnot right. or the follower. So that's, that's such a great way. I love that easy, easy, um, in, it sounds like you just need, you know, a few hours to really plan it. The platform's there. It's available. You might have to upload some docs just to prove your 501c3, um, and really kind of sit down and come up with a strategy. But I love that your course has copy. And what I mean by that is it has all the sales copy because that's the stuff that will take longer, right? Putting together like the graphics and the copy and, and then, okay, I've got to send all these out. So if you can just get that, oh my gosh, that can save you so much time. So that's yeah. And just to be clear, I think that the thing that takes a couple hours is the having an entire Facebook strategy, Facebook fundraiser strategy for the year. Running one Facebook fundraiser takes minutes. It, it, it's actually really easy. I can go, like as an individual, I can go create one within the minute, invite all my friends. And then I am often rolling and posting one minute per day, just posting one post a day. Um, but if you're going to write, so there's Facebook fundraisers, which is an individual running this using an organization's page. And then there's this term that I use, which is a Facebook fundraiser campaign, which is 15 or more people doing it all at once. Right. That does take a couple hours. If you buy the course, which is $15, I give you a roster, an actual Excel spreadsheet. One of the things in there where you can log all of your fundraisers, how much, how much they're posting, how much they're raising, and keep track of it at all, at all times. What was their goal? In there, you get the 30 sample posts. Um, in there, you can also get, um, I have like an infographic you can put on your website that's like, hey, run a Facebook fundraiser for us. Here are the three steps. Just click below. Um, I also give away... A, uh, a guide, like a four-page guide on how step-by-step, even if you like have no idea how to use technology, step-by-step guide on how to run a Facebook fundraiser and a Facebook campaign. And there's other goodies in there too. I think there's five or six downloads now. I think I give you a thank you graphic to put after the end of your campaign, you upload a face uh, thank you graphic that says, thank you everyone who gave to the fundraiser. I have all these things that I give away for really cheap, $15. That's so um, you need to increase uh, that but- price. <laughs> I know. I totally need to. I, I, I am a big believer that really small nonprofits need to be doing more of these. Yes. And uh, so I just have kept the price really low because I want it to be super accessible. But anyone who actually uses these tips raises like way more money. So yeah. at some point I might raise the price all more, all the more um, 
reason why people should go grab it well before I raise yes. it because Holly told me to raise it. <laughs> yes, yes, it needs to be totally, it needs to be raised because yeah, you can, your ROI is almost immediate on that one, like amazingly. So I, I love this so much and I love that you also have um, a downloadable for us today. So if somebody wants to check out something, um, we definitely have, you have something that's available for free, which is fantastic um, that they can just get in touch with you and learn a little bit more about raising a Facebook ad. Do you want, or a Facebook fundraiser? Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's going to be a surprise. I'm still deciding which of the tools of the six tools that I give away in the paid course I'm going to make available, but it'll be one that people could immediately use. It'll be simple and explanatory. And if anyone grabs it and they have any questions at all about the free tool that they got, it won't just be an infographic. It'll actually be something more useful than that. Nice. Um, if you have any questions about it, you can just email me. My email information will be in there and I'll explain how to use it to get you off and rolling. Nice. Yeah. And you guys can definitely check out uh, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 177 for that link. Um, and then the other thing too, just real quick, you know, I love that you can get birthdays out there, direct them towards that. Uh, Giving Tuesday, we know is the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, right? And it's just like every year, all the nonprofits are out there raising. But what I was thinking too, would be really fun is when, you know, your nonprofit is having its anniversary. So, you know, like that would be a great way. Or you could even think of like, um, is there a month right? There's like all kinds of months, like sexual, um, sexual assault awareness month, uh, you know, all of these different kinds of months that if your nonprofit aligns with that, maybe that's the month you could use for your fundraiser. So there's so many different strategies. Maybe you do a couple of a year, you know, every quarter you do one. So there's different ways that you could totally do this. And it's as creative as you want to be, right? So yeah. You can use Giving Tuesday. Uh, there are other giving days throughout the year in the LGBTQ community. There's Give Out Day in May. Mm -hmm. I think last year because of COVID, there was like a Giving Tuesday too, like in May, like it was like a, a, the May one. University of Michigan has a Give Blue Day. Mm -hmm. Like it's such a, it's like the number one endowment public university in the world, I think. And so they do a lot of fundraising. So they created their own giving day. Anyone who's an alumni or a current student can give on Give Blue Day. So you can have an anniversary of something good that happened or an anniversary of something bad or a holiday, right? Like in memory of this of this horrible incident that happened hundred years ago or whatever, right? Like mm -hmm. there's a whole bunch of different creative ways three or four times a year that you can mobilize your donors, your fundraisers to raise these things around these key dates or invent your own day for, to mobilize your people when you think it's easier to, to round up a bunch of Facebook fundraisers. Mm -hmm. I love that. I oh, love that so much. Well, thank you so much, Sean, for coming on the show today, grant writing and funding to talk about peer-to-peer uh, -peer fundraising on Facebook and sharing some of your amazing tips. I definitely learned a lot today. I think a lot of nonprofits are going to take this and they're going to raise, you know, that 10,000 plus on it. So if you guys are listening and you apply these uh, practices, please do get back to us. Uh, send us an email. Uh, you can definitely check out grantwritingfunding.com forward slash 177 to share your wins. I'm sure Sean would love that as well to hear about how you apply what he's teaching you today um, and that you're actually going out there and changing the world and making your nonprofit a better place. So awesome. So any final words, Sean, before we close out today? No, I'm just really excited to be here. Thanks so much for uh, including me in your podcast again. Uh, super excited to spread the word about this great platform as a, as a helping tool for people. Uh, and thanks so much. Yes, awesome. All right, thank you so much. And we'll see you back on the podcast soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on grant writing and funding. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a review on iTunes or at your podcast listener. 
All right, guys. So once again, all the show notes today, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 177. And definitely make sure you check out our grant party, our June grant party, our final days of it at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 177. All right. Have a wonderful rest of your June. Bye-bye.